All right, everybody. Welcome back to another sports shooting podcast. We have Jared, Jason, and Jeff again for another episode. Yeah. We're going to be talking about Nationals recap, production, L10, and single stack revolver, mainly just single stack. And production. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Jared, you kick it off. Go for it. All right. Well, let's see. Let's start with uh, where this match was held. Uh, which was Frostburg, Florida. So, for for me, the uh, the weather was certainly nice compared to Kansas City uh, in the beginning of November. It got a little cold here, but definitely tired of traveling to Frostproof. That's the fourth time I've been there since like July of 2018. So, in about 15 months time frame, that's a uh, four visits. Yeah. Jeff, what did you think? That was your uh, first time there, correct? Yeah, it was. Yeah, first time shooting in Florida at all. Thought it was awesome. Loved the weather. Loved the range. Yeah. Nothing, you nothing bad of... to say. I liked all the, you think uh, of the orange tree, the uh, orange tree orchards everywhere. It's cool. Did you eat any of the, or- the oranges? No, I didn't. I did I have some gator out. bites. I had some gator bites. What are those? It's like gator in like bites like, <laughs> okay that bite, bite size deep fried gator cool you're good did, oh yeah did you see great. that little uh did you see that little like four foot alligator that was on the range no i didn't in, in the pond between like the the front half of the range and the back half you know yeah there was like a little four footer just like sunbathing one day right up by the bank i uh i did walk by that several times and stop and just look, hoping I'd see one, but I never did. I only saw him once. I don't know if he uh, if he moved or what, but there in the pond that was behind the pavilion where we had the CZ booth set up, yeah. there was a little four foot. There was a little four footer just chilling out there that was like on the bank. You could get within a couple feet of him pretty easy. Mm, should have taken that dude home. Made some gator bites. I'm pretty sure the airline would probably not allow. <laughs> my my emotional support alligator would probably not fly. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> okay, back on topic. Keep going. Nationals. Right. So, uh, first thing I'll note is that uh, compared to years past, the sun was never really a factor on any of the days I shot in the production match. First day was pretty overcast. Um, second day in the morning, we just seemed to line up right. It was never really a factor. Maybe, maybe when it was my turn to shoot, and then uh, on the third day. We started late enough, and it just—it was never an issue with how our bays aligned. Uh, what about for you, Jeff? That's—that's that's probably the biggest complaint you'll hear about that range, normally speaking. Yeah. So single stack, everybody shot the same schedule because the match didn't fill up all the way. Uh, it was about about 150 shooters for single stack, but then I guess that was combined with revolver too. So it was like 180-ish shooters. So everybody shot the same schedule, and the sun was not an issue, but we didn't start until 9 o'clock on the days that we shot morning schedule. Mm-hmm. So it, it was never an issue. There was, uh, on the first day, at the end of the day, when the sun was setting, the last couple shooters, uh, it got a little bit hard. It was, it was hard to see through the smoke of the muzzle, basically. Uh, but that was like the last couple shooters on the last stage of the first day. 
because that was the only day we shot afternoon schedule. So what what did you think of the uh, stages? I know that was your first nationals, but compared to the uh, area and state matches you've shot in the past? Uh, I mean, I thought they were great. I didn't think there was anything crazy other than the the three bobber stage. Like, that one was <laughs> hard. But, you know, it, it wasn't... Okay, it wasn't hard. Like, those shots were not difficult to make for me, but they were difficult to make as fast as you needed to make them. So it was a good stage. I liked it. I shot it a bit slow, but I didn't have any mics. I had a mic on that one. Yeah, a lot of people did, but a lot of people were trying to run it in, like, under 12 seconds. I think, was it the timing? Was it, like, it had two activators on it? Two, two uh, steel poppers, yeah, and then three one, up and downs. I assume the stage was the same for my for my matches. It was for yours. I don't know for sure, but uh, basically one one popper activated bobber one and two. The second popper activated bobber two and three. So either way, the middle bobber got activated with either popper, and then the end the end uh, bobber got activated by the popper nearest it. Um, yeah. After seeing after seeing like a ton of people shoot it. The, the clear technique, I think, was you activate both poppers. Uh, it doesn't matter. Just pick the side you want to start on, and then you shoot the middle, and then the side that you started on the pick, on the bobber or on the popper with, and then the right side. Just I think Ben shot it in like nine and a half seconds or something. Like, ridiculous fast. Yeah, that's the yeah. stage run I and, saw and, of that one. And, yeah, I saw Phil shoot it, and he absolutely smoked it, too, in single stack. I think he was like nine seconds or something like that also. Yeah. Yeah, so Phil had the stage win on that one, and second place on that stage, I think, was like in the 80%. Yeah, yeah. He, he smoked everybody on that one. You're saying he, just, he got lucky and hooked up? Yes. Uh, Phil's uh, very good. No, I know <laughs> that. I was, I was joking. <laughs> um, that was one thing that I hadn't seen before on that stage, was an activator having... Uh, different ways of activating it. I've never seen that. Something that could be activated from two different locations. So like one popper, both poppers activated the center bobber. I've never seen that before. So that so was, what was your uh, What was your favorite stage of the match? Mm, man, I don't know. Probably one I did good on. <laughs> um, so, so what was your, your uh, least favorite stage? Least favorite. What, what, when you did bad on? Yeah, when I did bad on. Probably stage one, because I did really bad on it, which was what? in the shoot house. Yeah. Why'd you do bad on it? I had two mics. One yeah, stage. Why? I just wasn't set up enough. Did, <laughs> uh, did uh, you have a problem with nerves? Yes. Yeah, so uh, first day, I was like, crushed by pressure just self-imposed pressure uh wanted to do well but was also trying to really hard not to mess up so i was like slowing down like being super concise with my sight pictures and i shot terrible had three mics went slow uh yeah it was a really bad day a first day uh other than my last stage, I think my last stage, I had a second place in the match overall. Mm. Last last stage of the first day? Yeah. 
So uh, after the first day was over, I looked at scores on yours, Jeff, and um, I saw that you had five mics, and I was like, ooh. Uh, yeah. I had three mics, not five mics. I thought you had five. I had five sure? at the end of the match. I had five maybe at the end of the maybe, match. I'm, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. confused. Okay, but so, I remember looking and I was like, ooh, that's a lot. But then I was like, <laughs> I looked at like a lot of people's scores, and like I think everybody was having mics. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I looked at like Tim. I looked at, uh, of course, you know, it's not everybody's shooting the same stage, the same stages or the same zone. But I yeah. looked at quite a few, and I want to say Nils had a couple mic, had one, maybe one or two. I don't remember how many he had, but I remember seeing everybody I looked at had had at least one. Yeah, so looked, five five mics was not excessive for the match, honestly. But no. shooting shooting too slow with mics is like you know it's twice as bad. It, it it was definitely a difficult enough match, at least on the production side, that if you shot the match clean, you were probably off the pace. I'm sure somebody in the top ten shot it clean, but realistically, if you shot it clean, you were probably off the pace. Like it was it was a very difficult match. Yeah. Yeah, so second day, I didn't have any mics. Second day, it was clean. I shot really well. Uh, I don't think... Second day, none of my finishes on stages were below top 20. So they were all decent finishes. Uh, third day, they were pretty much all good, except for the shoot house, where I had two more, two more mics. <laughs> so... I, uh, I was looking at it earlier. I had eight stages that I finished in the top ten. I had nine stages that were in the top 20, like between 10th and 20, 20th. And then I had mm-hmm. four stages that I finished like 30th plus. When those those four were the ones I had mics on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. It was a fun match. I'm gonna try to do it. Do it again. Yeah. Are, are you Are you planning to shoot the uh, single stack match in the spring then next year? Even though you were thinking about different divisions for next year. Uh, I don't really know yet. I'm I'm leaning more towards it now. Yes. You could probably drive to the one in Alabama without too much trouble, couldn't you? It's probably, yeah, what, like eight or nine hours for you? I think it might be a little longer than that, but I'm not sure. I haven't looked. But, yeah, I may try to make it. We'll see. I also got think- to uh, hang out with Jeremy, Jeremy Reed, and Wansick. Hung out with Wansick a lot. We all we had, we had a house together, so... Just getting to pick their brain on like uh, where they're at mentally, or like if they, you know, push performance in a match like that, or stuff like that. It was a good conversation because they both have very different opinions on those topics, mm-hmm. and and I yep. have no idea. So, <laughs> and and, if, um, I, if I recall correctly. If I recall correctly, uh, you spoke with, you spoke with Jeremy a little bit. Sounds like he's uh, going to join us on the podcast in the near future. Yes, yes, that's going to be so fun. We can <laughs> talk to him why he beats you all the time. <laughs> yeah, I have to deal with it with Jeremy. Jeremy is uh, Jeremy's not just very good at shooting, but he's really good at single stack. Yeah, 
Nah, he is good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my question was: Is do you think that the going through the match and having to deal with that match pressure is going to help you out um, in matches like that to come and not have that ma- match pressure on you? I think it will help. Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah. learned a little bit better on how to manage the stress. I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, that would probably be my biggest takeaway from the match. Like shooting wise. Uh, like obviously everything needs to improve, but had I not crushed under that pressure, like I easily would have made top ten, easy. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was probably my biggest takeaway was just like how to manage the stress, like where I need to be at mentally, what I need to be thinking about, how I need to be pushing or not pushing, stuff like that. I I think a large chunk of that though is uh, neither one of those guys too. were on your slides. Yeah. That's part of it, though. That's, um, that's yeah, that's shooting the having the experience of shooting the matches with that pressure, right? And then the next time you have a match like that, you're like, well, I've already done this, I've had the pressure. Uh, it help. it may help. I think it's going to help me. Uh, and I didn't have actually a lot of pressure on, uh, like, oh my gosh, I got to do really good at nationals because I just kind of accepted, hey, I'm just here to do what I can do. And, um, you know, I yeah. made other mistakes, but, uh, yeah, from talking to you, I, I definitely got the feeling that you were better uh, prepared mentally going into nationals than I was. You were you were at a better place, I think, yeah. with that mindset. Yeah. yeah. And see, I feel like for my nationals, I feel like I actually learned some things. Okay, why did you do that? You know, and there was I made some some stupid mistakes that I shouldn't have made no matter what that I shouldn't have had to make to learn the lesson. But also made some things like, why did you do that? You know, so it's just, yeah. But um, did you shoot on their squads or were they on different squads and our zones? Did y'all shoot the same zones? No, we didn't shoot the same zones or I didn't shoot the same zone as the super squad. So I didn't really know how I stood most of the match. Uh, okay. But I did shoot with Juanzik. We shot together on the same squad as well as two other guys that finished top 10. Uh so I had I had a good group to shoot with. I just didn't really know where I stood until after the match, I guess. Yeah. Gotcha. So, well, Jared, how about yours? Go ahead. Jeff. Uh, so, so I shot uh, I shot the production match. Uh, it was actually the first production nationals I've ever shot. Um, I I shot about the accuracy that would be expected for someone who hadn't shot much iron sights in a year. I think. Uh, I think I was about 88% of the points, but uh, overall, I was I was pretty happy with my match. Uh, the match was good. Uh, Shannon does a good job running matches down there, so the, the stages overall were good. Uh, interesting, probably one of the most interesting parts for the production matches, there was a lot of times when you ran the gun to uh, to 10 rounds just by the, the layout of the match. You didn't have to, but the best way to do it several times was shooting 10 rounds and then reloading. Uh, makes it a little interesting shooting a 10 plus one gun instead of a 23 round gun with a dot on it. Um, but at the end of the day, I was I was I was pretty happy with my shooting. Uh, I think I was like 81 percent of the winner. Um, and you know, there's there's a pretty stacked field in production. It always is. There's a lot of really good guys shooting it. So uh, I I feel like I shot about as well as I could have. I mean, there were certainly some mistakes in there but there the over 21 stages you're not going to shoot it perfect um 
I was I was not I was not upset with it. Um, when I when I shot well, I shot very well. Uh, most of the mistakes were pretty minor. One of the, one of the stages was pretty uh, pretty big brain fart for me. Probably the biggest mistake I've made in the nationals ever. But overall, it, it was very good. What'd you do? Tell us tell us about your massive mistake. Ah, okay. There was a stage where you shot. Uh, Four on one target, four on another target, reloaded, four on a target, four on another target. Oh, and yeah, I saw that video. You did mess that up. Oh, uh, yes. In the <laughs> walkthrough. So in the walkthrough, I I, I, I should have known better. In the walkthrough, though, I, like, I felt like I should reload my switch targets. So I did it a couple of times in the walkthrough by mistake. And then I got a third shoot. I draw the gun, shoot four alphas really fast, and then I reload. And then as soon as I start to reload, I'm like, oops, it's not time for this yet. So then I shoot three on one target and three on another target, reload again and shoot four on a target. So it was like it was like two mics and a procedural, but it was all alphas otherwise. So it was uh yeah, because that, that would the, the stage diagram was written in the manner of it was like it did require the reload between the second and the third target, not a reload somewhere in there. So mm. It was it was pretty bad. It was a lot of points lost. I, I think that stage was probably probably five or six spots lost in the overalls. Yeah, it's maybe not forgetting target. Yeah, maybe not quite that bad. It was. I guarantee you that it was it was uh, it was probably four spots anyways because that would have been what like fifty match points probably that are lost right there. Yeah. You know what that reminded me of. Hmm. Watching that, watching that video, it reminded me of like a brand new USPSA shooter trying to shoot a classifier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that was good. It, I, I think I actually laughed out loud when I watched it. Yeah, it was it was it was not good. And I think Did the you, best part was I was I was on the uh, I was on the L10 Super Squad with Matt. So we were like the Super Squad B or whatever. And the actual Super Squad was right behind us. And I think I was the last shooter on that stage. So, <laughs> so the, entire, the entire Super Squad got to stand there and watch me do it, too. <laughs> Along with my squad. Uh, it was not bad enough. Yeah. Cool. Beautiful. Well, it was just lovely. <laughs> always, I'm uh, always... Go ahead. I was thinking, I'm always interested in watching uh, on production, uh, looking at the scores at the end of it and kind of just looking at like how bad Ben kills everybody with points. It's it it, it it's just shot. crazy. Huh? Yeah. Points shot. Yeah. He just, I don't know what the percentage is. I'm going to look, but I, uh, I'll find out. Oh, I'll Anyways. bet he shot 95%. I think say he shoots 90, 93 to 95% at nationals. And, uh, he's 90, 93, including penalties. This is counting penalties. He's 93.5. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, Ben is uh, insanely good. Yeah, he's, uh, he's decent. Do you know uh, how many points y'all shot? Who? Uh, I think... How many points y'all, y'all shot at Nationals? I think in production match, I think I was 88. Hold on, I'll bring up the results real quick here. Um, I can tell you, I'm looking. There you are. So in production, I shot 87% of the points. So obviously, very very good points. 84 with penalties. (laughs) 
Uh, let me. Let me change match. Uh, I don't. I don't know if this app. Uh, I'm using the competitor app, so I don't know if it counts. Oh, uh, yeah, it does. I don't think it. I, I don't think it does. But so in the with uh, in the high cap match, I shot ninety percent, and Jason shot ninety one percent. So that's not including the penalties. I don't think. I don't think so. Because I think mine was at with the penalties. I think it was like eighty nine. See, Jeff, we talked about that. Do we? Do you include penalties? It's like, yeah. Um, no, we talked about if you should include uh, no penalty mics. No, no penalty mics. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, and that didn't because I was I was right at eighty nine percent with with penalties, and I had 50, 50 penalty points. Nice. Stupid ass. Uh, <laughs> well, anything else on? Nationals? No. Oh, I was going to say, uh, I, I shot with uh, Fwanzik, and I'll tell you what the most, like, demoralizing thing I experienced was shooting with Fwanzik would be that he, you know, this was his first time ever shooting single stack. He shot... A gun that did not run. And then he switched to a gun that still did not run. And he, <laughs> he used uh, like three different kinds of ammo. And none of those ran. So he had very few stages where his gun did not jam. Okay? And you barely beat him. And I barely beat him. <laughs> yeah. But Wanzik is uh, very good. Uh, he's definitely a, a top oh. bubble shooter. Yeah, well, that was that hurt. That hurt a lot. But Nils absolutely crushed everyone in uh, single stack. Yeah, he did. Yeah, why did you let him do that? I wasn't over there to break his leg or something. I guess. Sure. <laughs> um. Did did any Jeff? Did how many people do you know of? If you even thought about it or were made aware how many people shot minor uh i don't know how many total shot minor but i know that three finished in the top 10 so i i I don't know how much of your guys's stages because i didn't walk all your stages or anything so i don't know how much they actually changed from ours uh but if if some of them were as close or very close to the production match i would say minor was somewhat relevant because there was a lot of positions to shoot 10 and stuff like that, but I still think major's always going to win. Yeah. So there were definitely like at least a handful of stages that it it was minor was a very good choice, but yeah, overall, obviously major takes the cake, but yeah, there was, there was some stages that I got absolutely crushed by the guy shooting minor. And I got well, beat the, by, by two guys. No, I got beat by all three of those guys shooting minor. Yeah, because they were in the top ten. Chris mm-hmm. Tilly was one of them. Yeah. Uh, there, there were some very good shooters shooting minor. Yeah, and then Paul Kerr and Eric France. Good shooters. Good shooters. I shot with Paul Kerr and Eric France. They were both really good. They shot a lot of points, man. They were just plugging alphas. 
Yeah, uh, I don't really, I don't really know either one of them personally, but I think Eric is primarily a production shooter too. Uh, yeah. I think Paul, I think Paul shoots a lot of single stack, but also quite a bit of limited. Yeah, those dudes shot good. They're very good. Uh, no weekend stronghand only stages. Oh, there was. We, yeah. we had so one. This was like what the first nationals this year where we had weekend stronghand. Yeah. Uh, I, we only had stronghand in our match. We didn't have weekend. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We had both. We had one stage that had uh, freestyle and then stronghand, and then we had another stage that had freestyle, stronghand, and then a second string with just weekend. Any prone? Nope. No prone. And not really any low ports. Like there was like a fairly oh, low dudes. port. We had, we, had, we had one super low port. Like I had to get down on my butt to shoot through it. Yeah. Like there was this one I took a knee and it was like pretty comfortable to shoot through it. Like I didn't once I was on a knee, I didn't have to bend down very much. So Jared, you shot both of them. Would you say that the flavor no. was kind of the same? I'm talking about you I shot didn't. high cap. I'm sorry. You shot oh. high cap with me. Did you think that one uh, high cap was more technical or less technical than uh, low cap? Because it seems from the videos I've seen, I didn't see a lot of videos on low cap this year, but it always seems normally, and maybe this is just me not really knowing, seeing much to the right stuff, but it always seems like Shannon puts on more of a technical match. Yeah, I, I personally, I would say, I think, uh, I think, I think low cap nationals was a harder match. Um, but the, the difficulty was there for both matches. I mean, it's, they did a good job making the matches difficult for what you were shooting, but, uh, I think, I think low cap was more difficult or the production match was more difficult, but that might be because I'm, I haven't really shot much production. So, uh, I definitely dropped a lot of points and stuff on the, I don't know, there was, Maybe half a dozen targets that were beyond 20 yards. There were 25 or so. Um, and then there was quite a bit in that 15 to 20 yard range. So I dropped a lot of points on that stuff. Uh, no no crazy amount of partials or anything, but there were some zebras and whatnot on there. So with a dot, that stuff's all way easier. But right. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't call the... I wouldn't call the high cap match an easy match either. I mean, it was definitely plenty technical, difficult, or d- difficult technically. Um, I thought the stages were better at low cap, though. Do you think they're going to start doing, and I hope they don't. I hope the answer is no to this. Do you think they're going to start trying to do work in four classifiers or four to six or two to four to six classifiers in all these nationals now? Because it seems uh, that's what they no. did this year. No, they, they basically worked in like two this year. Okay. There you was, don't uh, think uh, uh, new classifiers, a couple new classifiers every year, would be a good idea? I I think I think one one to two is yeah. probably good, and I don't think you necessarily have to shoot it at every single nationals. I think if you, as long as you can get data from like three or four divisions, you're probably good to go. I mean, the hit factors for limited and single stack. If there's a reload, should be the should be the same. the The hit factors for production will probably be pretty similar to like single stack. We'll be close, so uh, 
But I think that one with the four steel in the back that we shot at both nationals will be one. And the one that was set up in the same day where we shot like three on one side, three on the other. Those those stages were the same at both matches. So I imagine they'll become classifiers. Right. No, I, Jeff, I don't think that, I mean, I don't want to say, I don't want to see three or four, two to whatever the number, maybe, you know, a smaller number. It's just me personally. Um, people are going to set up the easy ones and. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a bunch of them, but I mean, I think there's other issues with classifiers that they need to retire more. Yes. You have to get more to retire more though. And I I get that. Oh, I do. That's why you have to shoot some new ones though. So you can retire some of those older ones. And I think that's what they're working toward. Yeah. So now that I don't know, between last year's nationals and this one, let's say we got like eight new classifiers. That's eight old ones we can retire. And now you could maybe go to doing like one new one a year. Right. Yeah, it would be cool to just kind of have them cycling through. There's new one, new one or two every year, and you drop well, old ones off. There's some old classic ones that'll always be there. I'm sure El Perez will probably be there forever. But then there's some other like old ones that you know they're like 35 yard standards and stuff. Right. Like nobody sets up. It's yeah, because it's, yeah, it's not interesting. Like El Perez is at least like go as fast as you can, fun and. In my mind, shooting thirty-five yard strong hand standards is is not something that's fun. That's like something you do in practice, not something you want to do in a match. Yeah, I mean, I really don't care if they're fun or not. It's to classify people, so that's why I think. Yeah, but see, the thing is, the whole, my whole my whole thing about it is, is you're setting it up in a match to to. You, I don't know how to say this because I don't really know. Okay, when you have a classifier at a club match, people will go out there and go, I'm banging away on this. I don't care if I tank this stage. I don't care if this is a club match, right? At a, at a major match, nobody does that. Same classifier. So you get two, you get two different data points. You know, that, it's, not, it's not a good representation. So you set up these classifiers that I think they need to, I don't know. I, I'm not making any sense here, but. I had a better point the other day when I was thinking about this question, but at least in my own mind I did. But I don't know. It just makes what, I don't know. You can't use sense? the national level match to set classifiers or, or to set someone's classification, and then also allow other people to get classified via club matches. I th- I think I think it's fine to do that um, because the t- the the hit factors are <laughs> not going to change that much. I mean, the top guys. I- but what I'm getting at is you got people that are going to swing away, just swing for the fences because they're morons. And I was one of those people. And, you know, but yeah, and, you're, you're right. The top I, people aren't going to do that. That's fine. I mean, if you, if you swing away at the bleachers and you get, you string together six good classifiers to make GM when you're a, a class level shooter, you'll, you'll either figure it out or you won't. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Um, the, the other side of that is though, is I think when you take it to a national level, sure, could could Ben or JJ or Nils or whoever could if if you let them reshoot that classifier in a in a match, it doesn't matter. Could they probably post a ten percent higher score on it just swinging for the bleachers a little bit? Absolutely. But at the end of the day, the point of those are is that you are shooting them as you would any other stage in the match, and you're going to get the most talent shooting that stage at a nationals. And you're also still going to have some A-class or M-class guy that swings away at the bleachers and blows one out of the water once in a while. It all averages out, though. I don't think it matters. 
I actually um, agree that at shooting one at nationals is going to get the best representation of the skill. <laughs> I don't disagree with that. I'm just, I'm just it, yeah, but I mean, come on, you know, those ideas. there's a few of those classifiers that like they've been shot so much from uh, people swinging away at the bleachers at like locals that the hit factors are stupid high. Like you have That's to be point. insanely fast. And maybe maybe a few guys could legitimately like shoot a GM score on those multiple times, but yeah, some of those are crazy high. But that that's an issue with how people are shooting them in, in matches and how long they've been around. If yeah. you keep the classifiers fairly fresh, I don't think you're gonna have that issue. Not to mention with the new ones with the movement stuff in them, that's gonna help that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they could also make like classifiers a little more interesting. You know, if you just designed it like. Like a like a short course, something like that, instead of they like got a, a standard shoes type deal, which it seems like they have been doing a bit of, like the mm-hmm. the one with the four steals up there. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, I agree. I didn't yeah. do well on. <laughs> well, cool. It's a good time to pinch this one off, right? You think? I think I think this one is long enough. It's probably over thirty minutes. That's probably a good guess. <laughs> It's 30 minutes the max we can go, Jared. No. Yeah, is that, I just is think that, all, that... Is that all we can give the people, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all three of our listeners will get really upset if we go over 30 minutes. Um, I just think that's... I think 30 minutes is about the right time to keep people uh, engaged in it. Yeah. Maybe. You heard it. You heard it here, here first, folks. Yeah, that's my computer's going to shut off anyways in about three minutes. So That's all you can handle. So that's all we can get. Yeah, most people, most people shut it off in three minutes. I actually like got two more phones just so I could download our thing multiple times for extra downloads. <laughs> oh. oh, so you're the extra downloads. Nice. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, it's not really helping us. Like, I don't know if there's an algorithm, but it doesn't seem to be working if there is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's pinch it off, and we'll see you all next time. (laughs) Peace. Bye!